1: Welcome to a very special edition of the number one Bengals podcast. It is a preview of the Cincinnati Bengals going up against the Oakland Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders. There you go. Yes. In the wild card round, in the playoffs, the Pirates of the Desert
2: meet the Cats of the Jungle. And I will say. In yes. case the viewer has been living somewhere where there is no internet or antenna, this is a playoff game. And the last time the Bengals were in the playoffs was what,
1: 2015? Right. And a long time. one of the guys who was on that team was Adam, a snack man, Jones. Oh yeah. Who's going to be on this show. Oh yeah. I mean, this guy is incredible. He was a pro bowler in 2015, all pro 2014. Just and uh, gobbling came. up the ghosts of he had, other he, teams. And if you go back to 1982, he won an award for Best Commercial Arcade Game. No. So wow. this this guy, yeah, he's very eclectic background. We also have guys, we also have the very special Dennis Ackerman and a Stanford route, a former mm-hmm. cornerback, eight years in the league, played for the Raiders. We have them, they're from the Believe in the Raiders podcast, they're going to join us. So it's three podcasts in one. But before all of that, real quickly, Courtney has demanded that we talk about Brinks.TV because she's very excited about the new podcast she's producing, which is called, hold on, Tackling Your Emotions. It's hosted by Mike Ditka. And uh, Ditka- Mike is alive it doesn't please don't don't get caught up in the details but he, well, yeah. so he Mike Ditka Mike, Mike Ditka was also a guest on the Ray Lewis show it's a real show with the real Ray Lewis you can check that out he was on there talking about vulgarity crudity and the championship mentality and most importantly they have the shield your babies from the NFL show with Alicia the host and she had the guest of felicia reader the mother of dj reader and i'm not kidding she brought in a mac and cheese recipe that gives him super strength and and, and actually produces um, courtney I, i'm not sure if i understood why they but i think it gives him so much gas that it produces a bubble protective bubble from getting tackled or getting hit. you need to avoid uh, that idea of that you know that i yeah courtney sent me some of it before the show, and, oh and I gosh. had to yeah, Did that's why the shows it? that's why the shows are starting a little late. Because Thank God we're working remotely. It was getting caught on the mic. Okay, look, guys, I want to start with the believe in the Raiders, guys. They are here to break down this amazing matchup where we're talking about a red hot Raiders team wow. that held Joe Burrow to like a hundred yards passing last time. And uh and they're going to tell us what they think is the is the keys to this game so please welcome dennis ackerman and stanford routes
3: oh yeah welcome guys <laughs> well, thank nice you very much out. appreciate you guys having us on yes
1: yeah, it's great to dennis, see you. we dennis is such a gentle man such a great uh, wonderful pleasant person to have on the show I'm, I'm so embarrassed when i have to rip his team because, it, you know, it's really, it, it just doesn't seem, doesn't feel right. It almost doesn't feel right. But Dennis is, I mean, this guy has been following the team. He told me he was there at the Bo Jackson game and he saw it happen live. So he's been with Sorry this team for, for a very long time. So Dennis, in your expert opinion, what, what is the key matchup to this game? What, well, first of all, tell us about the, the Raiders. What, where are they? Where are they? Because they up and down season, a lot of controversy off the field, this stuff.
3: Well, as you mentioned, a lot of you know this team's dealt with a lot from John Gruden to Henry Ruggs the Third to Damon Arnett. You know, at one point they were five and two, then they lost five out of six, and then Stanford and I both were like, you know what? They're six and seven. This season's likely over, but somehow uh, they have showed the resolve, the determination to win four in a row. And now they're 10-7. and They find themselves in the playoffs for the first time since 2016. And what a game Uh, Sunday night beating the L.A. Chargers in overtime. It's the sixth time uh, this season they won on the final drive. And Stan, you could talk more about just uh, what this team has overcome uh, to get where they are right now.
4: Oh, man, I think uh, when you talk about resiliency and just fighting adversity, they should probably be the poster child for it now, or at least have their face in the Webster's Dictionary, just because when you go after when you look over uh, the fiasco with John Gruden, like you just said, or uh, Henry Ruggs and Damon Arnett, and then even the Nate Hobbs DUI. Uh, incident that was right after the Indianapolis Colts victory. I think that right there just shows that Rich Bisacci has found a way to go ahead and get this team focused and always have them come into play at least the last four games of the season. Uh, But nonetheless, you look at uh, games like the Kansas City Chiefs, both games Sunday night football and the Sunday afternoon in Arrowhead, when obviously they just got beat down like it was no tomorrow. And even the way they played against the Cincinnati Bengals, that was one that uh, obviously you look at that one is
3: yeah right, Stan. yeah,
4: yeah, here we go. You look at that one as well, where just clearly uh they didn't come to play, but uh somehow some way they were able to go ahead and find a way to get back on track and get some victories over the last four games, and I think right there that uh that just goes to show that it's magical. uh I think obviously there's a little bit of that john Madden ish type of air uh right now that's roaming around that facility, uh God rest his soul, and I think it's going to be a great game on Saturday.
3: Yeah, I agree. You know, the interesting thing about this team, and uh, Stan, in uh, the Raiders uh, during their four-game winning streak, they've won by a combined 12 points. So they don't blow anybody out. They're playing a lot of close games, and I think you're going to see another one uh, on Saturday. And, what you know, one of the key matchups to me, and I look at this and I was doing some research, Cincinnati Bengals gave up 55 sacks this year. And if you look at the Raiders' pass rush, Uh, Stan, you can attest this is one of the strengths of this team. I mean, uh, Max Crosby had eight sacks. I think he led the uh, NFL in pressures. On the other side is Yannick Ngakwe, and I believe he had 10 sacks this year. So the Raiders pass rush will definitely be key. And I know Gerald Burrow has been on fire lately as well.
4: Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt about that. Just like we talked about last week going into the game against the Los Angeles Chargers, that they have to pressure the quarterback. They had to pressure Herbert. You saw that Max Crosby was the AFC defensive player of the week uh, for the performance that he had uh, going to the Pro Bowl, as he should, well deserve. Him and Gockway, they're going to have to go ahead and put up the same type of performance, and they're going to have to get after Joe Burrow because just after watching him, even his rookie season that was short with the ACL injury, but watching him through the entirety length of this season to go along with the jamar Chase and and t higgins and you got joe Mixon in the backfield i think uh joe burrow's done a phenomenal job and i think that they're gonna have to pressure him not just pressure they're gonna have to put him on the ground if they want to be successful because i'm not certain that this back end this secondary can hold up against a jamar chase chase young phenom and then t higgins as well
3: you know, Stan, uh, Derek Carr didn't play particularly well uh, against the Bengals in their first matchup. I think he threw all. for just over a couple hundred yards, and I think he had two turnovers. You know, one thing with, with Derek, I mean, if you look at the touchdown-interception ratio this year, it's pretty pedestrian, 23 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. Now, he did set the Raiders' uh, record for most passing yards in a season. But, Stan, I think the Raiders, for, in terms of Derek Carr, his leadership uh, goes beyond numbers, especially this year.
4: Yeah, it definitely has. In uh, certain games, you really can see it. And I remember watching several of the games against the Browns or the Colts, and even the Chargers game. Is that I'm, in, uh, or, and also the Cowboys game on Thanksgiving. I love the leadership that I'm seeing out of him, but I just need to see more from the standpoint of I am tired of the last drive victories. Like I'm, I, like I want to see some four minute offense where we got to go ahead and just run the clock out because we have the lead like they had what about 5 minutes to go against the Chargers and just completely blew it. So uh like I said Derek Carr obviously I said I said last week for him to go ahead and show that he's going to be the Raiders quarterback for the next few years to come, he needs to he needs to go ahead and earn another playoff uh another another playoff arrival. And I think that he's done that. Now we got to see him against a young up-and-coming Joe Burrow. And I think that Burrow is a great leader as well on the Cincinnati Bengals. But Derek Carr, if you really, really are the man like you say you are, like you want everybody Raiders Nation, Raiders Nation to think you are, you need to go ahead and lead this team to victory one way or the other.
1: Yeah, well, that was amazing. Amazing analysis. Yeah. You both <laughs> talked a lot about, you know, what Joe Burrow needs to do to stay hot. And... <laughs> well,
2: I mean... And- it's almost as if Derek Carr is yes. the Joe Burrow
1: of Las Vegas.
0: Well, I wouldn't
1: go
2: that far. There's <laughs> it's, it's,
0: but... it's, it's no Joe Burrows in Las Vegas. I can tell you guys
1: that. Hey, I recognize yeah, that.
0: We
4: go. I uh, heard the voice. Uh, <laughs> now, now, now. This, uh, ladies and gentlemen. An angel?
1: It,
2: hold
4: in an up. entrance.
2: Where ladies and gentlemen.
4: Pac Man, what's going this on, man?
1: <laughs> what's Adam going on? Pac Man Jones is in the house. That's right. Thank
0: you. Thanks for having me. I think it's going to be a good show. Um, I'll, just to piggyback off what you said, um, I think Derek Carr have shown nothing but top leadership um, going through what he had to go through this year. Basically, he's in charge of everything over there right now as far as calling the plays, um, making sure guys comfortable. is um, comfortable. I think the interim head coach did a great job of coming in and being a, a player's coach. But, hey, guys, Saturday at 4 o'clock, it's it's not gonna be Las Vegas time. We're not gonna be in the dome. It's gonna be a nasty day in the Natty. And um I just can't wait for the show. I think Joe Barr have shown um each week each each week in and in and out that um he's a winner. Um he played with a winning attitude. This is uh the first time we've had four guys that are a real threats. I mean, I'm talking about from the backfield to all three of the receivers and the tight end. Um it should be it should be ecstatic weekend. This win weekend for the Bengals fan, I think.
1: Wow, I am pumped. I was already pumped. A message of now, hope now I have to unbutton the hero from the Cincinnati. More Look, Mister Pacman, you you are very high on Joe Burrow, rightfully so. The man has thrown for John. Correct me if I'm wrong. He, he's thrown for two thousand yards the last two weeks. I mean, that is incredible. All right, he's throwing. He is throwing. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. He's breaking records left and right. However, however, he did only throw for like, what was it, John, 148 yards or something against the Raiders the first time? Yeah, so, so now what, what happened that game? What happened? I, I know they had their pass rush early on was very effective. Yeah. But from a from a secondary point of view, what were they doing to not let Jamar Chase get, you know, cut loose early on?
0: Um, I, me personally, I think that that game was a, a, a very surprising game. Um, I think Joe had 150 yards rushing that game. We only threw for 165 yards or something like 135 yards. Um, Carr had a, a day breaking record where he, he got the ball off a lot, but we did keep Jacob, I think with 30 up under the 40, 50 yards, um, mm-hmm. which is normally game planning. We come in and say, Hey, if we could stop Brandon Jacob, with Derek Carr beat us in the air with the guys that he had, um, at the time, you know, so, um, you can't, you have to give and break, um, which one you want to stop. But offensive wise, it just wasn't, it wasn't all day. Um, you know, you have those type of days, but it's always better when you playing at home, you know, the surroundings, you know, you, you got the feel of the locker, you go on your routine route, you know what I mean? Before you get to the stadium. So, um, People say that home advantage doesn't have advantage. Uh, that's not true in the NFL. Um, it's, it's 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 known that guys play a whole lot better as a group um, at home because it just, it's just known atmosphere.
1: I mean that is even for fans. I think it's true. We perform better when we go to the game, like because you know the whole. <laughs> no, I mean you know you know what foods to expect. Like gastronomically, I really struggle on the road. But at home, I know exactly what, you know what I mean? I know what to do to get my head in the game, um, but- Or Mr. get Pac- your head
2: in the Cheetos bag.
1: Right, <laughs> Mr. Mr. Pac-Man, look, you and Stanford both played defensive back. You have obviously a very electric uh, return man. I remember the big return that you had that set up what would have been a game winning touchdown in our last playoff game. If it wasn't for the lying, crooked refs, the fake news refs in the game, but but what? Who's the X factor? Who's who's the guy on you know offense or defense that's going to give that a spark that we we don't expect that is going to give either team that advantage?
0: Um, I, I look at it as in groups. Um, I don't think last last time we played these guys we didn't get out the car. He sat back there. He had a a, lo- a lot of time with the ball. I think the the X factor is the defensive line this game. They played unbelievable good this whole entire year, but I think the whole front is the X factor of of the game. You know, um, offensive-wise, I think the offensive line is the X factor. Um, just play how we've been playing with no penalties. But I think far as defensive-wise, we have to make Derek Carr feel uncomfortable when he's back there and feeling comfortable. He, he, he can throw the ball anywhere. Everybody know he can throw the ball. But the first time you hit him, um, he's the first, he's one of the first ones that will tuck his tail and go in at halftime. So I think we have to be physical up front. Um, let him know it's going to be a long day. And um, I think, I think he'll tap out.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, you mentioned the, the offensive line, defensive line. That is actually Mr. John Sheeran's a specialty. He is one of the, the hosts here at the number one Bengals podcast. I don't know if you know, we are the number one Bengals podcast for Believe. And, uh, and then another Bengals podcast came with you. I'm not sure what it's called. I don't know if number two Bengals podcast or whatever, but we, so he, Mr. John Sheeran, this guy is our, is our superstar. He's the, is the only guy who understands the rules of football. And basically he's going to tell us about this very important matchup for the offensive line they're missing riley reef who was was you know he was our best right tackle right john and now they have isaiah prince going up against a very physical and quick max crosby john take it away
5: yeah i'm glad 2022 has brought me a promotion last week i was a senior intern now i'm a co-host of the show but now that now that we're talking about this offensive line Riley Reef did not play well against the Raiders and Dennis and Stanford can attest to this. Max Crosby had his way against Riley Reef. And I don't know if, if his ankle injury was bothering him in this game because eventually he was shut down for the season with that ankle injury. I think he re-injured it the next week against the Pittsburgh Steelers, but I don't know how the Bengals can do any worse than what Riley Reef put on the field against the Raiders in Vegas against Crosby and give all the credit in the world to Crosby who's playing like at the bare minimum a top 5 Ed Rusher in the league right now. He's deserving of, of the Pro Bowl nomination, and the sacks don't really tell the whole story because, like Dennis said earlier, he leads the league in pressures, and he's hating he wins more consistently than 99% of other guys. So now you're turning to Isaiah Prince, who has started in Riley Reefs' place ever since he w- went out with that ankle injury and I think the inconsistencies are about the same because Reef was playing hurt for most of the season and he was kind of up and down and the, the highs were definitely higher than what we've seen from Prince but I think that the lows are just about the same and I think in terms of this matchup Max Crosby is going to get his regardless of who he's going up against and I think that's something that the Bengals kind of have to accept and they have to game plan around that and you saw in that game you know they didn't they didn't just leave Riley Reef on an island like the, like the Chargers did with, with uh, Storm Norton in last week's Sunday Night Football matchup. They, they had you know Reef giving help with C.J. Uzama and, and Drew Sample in pass protection giving him some chip releases and even some Ajay Pirine coming out of the backfield. And they're going to have to do that again in this game. It's just a matter of the Bengals' offense now is exploding in the passing game and they have trust in Joe Burrow to escape the pocket in case pressure Im- impacts the pocket from Crosby's side. How much do they want to continue unleashing those those packages knowing that there's a guy in Crosby and Yannick Ngakwe on the other side who can win one-on-one matchups? I, I think it's the story of this game. And it it's probably talked about just maybe too much at this point, because it's definitely the biggest matchup advantage that the Raiders have, but you know that the Bengals are going to go into it aware and cognizant of, of that matchup.
1: Yeah. Well, they're going to have to, what they're going to have to give, give him help. I mean, help me out Trout, uh I'm sorry, Stanford and, and Pac-Man help me out. What can they do to counter his, his pass rush moves? They have to chip him. They have to what
4: can't do nothing. It's a, uh, Combat his pass rush moves.
1: <laughs> they don't have to do anything. Oh, they
4: they're, they're not going to be able to do anything. Max probably gonna have three sacks. Watch.
1: He had uh, zero it, sacks last time. He had no it, sacks last time.
0: He won't way. have three sacks Saturday. I, I promise no. you that. It's gonna be. <laughs> if you go back and look at the first game, there's a lot of things that you can take away from there. Um, I'm quite sure Zach is a smart guy. He's not gonna go back and just five step drop. It, it's not gonna be. It's not going to be that type of game. Um, we They got to stop Joe. Everything this uh-huh. week goes through the run game, which was set up to play-action game. Yeah, um, these cool. guys don't want to do nothing but rush and, and, and try to get numbers. Um, they have bad gap control when it comes to r- running the ball. And as you can see, the screen game is a wide-open flood. But I don't want to give up too many things that, that we can do to, to be open. But on the film... These guys don't do nothing, doesn't like to do nothing but rush. And when I mean rush, I'm talking about on pass plays. Um, if you go back and look at their run count, the same guys you, you guys are talking about, the numbers aren't that high.
4: Now, hold on I now. Yeah, I would love
0: it. Dan, you go ahead and hold take
4: on. it. Pac- yeah, has has Spoken. Hold on now. Yeah, you, you
0: oh. take it, Stan. He, he, governs, up
3: class. All other takes. he um, governs the
1: other takes up. That's what he <laughs> does.
3: I will say
4: this, Dallas Cowboys. Cleveland Browns, Indianapolis Colts, Chargers. They did a great job. Chargers, Chargers as well. They did a great job of stopping the run against Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. Cleveland Browns, so, Chubb.
0: Ezekiel Elliott is, is not the type of running back that Joe Mixon is right now.
4: Boom. Agreed. Mixon, uh, agreed. Uh, but I think you would agree that Chubb. I think you would agree Chubb maybe is
0: three. That's like Joe right now. The kid Chubb. the the kid from the Colts is really good, and the and Raiders they, did a good job eliminating. And that's who the plays. Raiders did
4: a good job against the, the week right after. Chubb, uh, Chubb well, I'm sorry, two like, weeks after they played the Cleveland Browns, Nick Chubb. You know, Pro Chubb Bowl gets back.
1: like five caddies a game. Uh, they never let him touch the bus.
4: <laughs> all, all, no. All I'm simply saying, listen. The Raiders do not have no Chicago Bears 85 type defense. They don't have no Baltimore Ravens uh, 1999 or 2000 type defense. That's very obvious. We all know that. But when it comes to stopping the run, I've been pleasantly surprised over the last month how well they've done a good job of stopping the run. So I just want to say that.
1: Mr. Stanford, did you know that Joe Mixon is the first running back in NFL history to get 100 scrimmage yards and one touchdown in every single game against the Raiders? Whether the Las Vegas, Oakland, Los Angeles, Nebraska, <laughs> New Jersey, whatever Raiders, every Raiders that's ever existed,
3: he is the only one.
4: Hey, oh. you learn something new every day.
3: <laughs> well, I will say that's a good one. I will say one thing: the Raiders lost Darius Philon against the Chargers, yes. and he was a big reason why their run Very defense big. had really improved over the last four or five games. So that is a blow to the Raiders' defense. It really is, and he's out for the entire playoffs. So
0: mm-hmm. and it's a reason. It's the reason why the run game has improved too, because you guys have lost a couple of DBs over there. So I don't think the passing game is getting no better over there. So I guess the guys will stop running the ball to try to compete with you guys as far as passing the ball. Um, I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting this week.
3: Um, yeah. yeah, man, I got a question for you. I got a question. I mean, I, I think players on both sides. A lot of them. This is the first time either one's going to be you know in the yeah. playoffs for a lot of these guys. How long does it take for players to settle in before it's a game?
0: I've never really had those problems Okay, because a lot of my career, I've always played up on the spotlight, you know what I mean? Sure. Um, And regardless of what the fans try to make it to be, once the the kickoff is on, it's a regular game, man. You know what I mean? You, You don't go back thinking. In the middle of the play, like, oh my God, this is a playoff game. We gotta win it, you know. So I think after after the the first 10, 10 plays, you know what I mean. Normally the jitters are out of there, um, but I the intensity
3: think, level goes up though in the playoffs. There's no doubt, the right?
0: Intensity level goes all the way up. Um, a lot of plays that you might sit, you might not hit somebody on. You know what I mean? During the regular season, it don't go like that. During the playoffs, everybody's what? playing for, for check. Um, and, and guys, guys, these are guys' livelihood. You know what I mean? So, um, means- Pac-Man, 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 doesn't that intensity, doesn't
2: that intensity fa- go back? Pac-Man, doesn't that intensity favor Joe Burrow, who thrives in intense situations?
0: Well, I don't know if it, if it favors Joe Joe Burrow, but <laughs> um, I think all the guys are going to be excited um Speaking Bingo-wise, I know they will. Um, I think it'll be a little bit different for Oakland with the weather. It's, it's not going to be the Dome and all the, the glitz and the glam. It's going to be a hard-nosed football game. Freaking cold as hell. Rain coming down on Saturday at 4 o'clock. And it's going to be dark. They might, you know? they,
2: might have to, they might have to blow in some of that, the smell of garlic. I don't know if you've ever been to Las Vegas, but they, they, they have the smell of garlic in parking lots there to keep the crickets out.
0: Yeah, they might have I to do that in Cincinnati i have. They might have to, yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, Padman, it's uh legalized here too.
1: Yeah, I mean, so so you were there in that AJ McCarron game, right? Where yeah. the the weather and and the first playoff game was was kind of slowing him down early. And then what happened? It was the third quarter, the fourth quarter, where he was making every throw, and his nerves were as calm as possible. And that's AJ McCann. I mean, he's, a, he's, you know, he's a big time winner in college. You know, he has the, the mental fortitude, but maybe not as talented, obviously, as a Joe Burrow. But I mean, you saw that up close. And that was, we really, we won that game. You know, just having that kind of calm presence, it won us the first playoff game. And, you know, at the end, we had, the game, we had the, I didn't know what to call those refs, but I can call them lots of things. You can call them lots of things, but I have to monetize the show, Pacman. But if you want to call them things, that's fine. I would sacrifice the money. But but they were not it, it was a mess. But but basically, we pulled it off and it was the first time we had the clutch quarterback in there. So what do you see in terms of, you know, this this new era of Bengals team and these players? What is different from what we saw with the previous I don't want to diss the previous Bengals playoff
0: team. But what's different is the quarterback. The quarterback has played on every spot like you can pretty much imagine. He's won a national championship. Mm -hmm. And those guys are calm guys when it comes to playoffs, to playing in the big games. Um, I'll say Andy was nowhere near as good as poised as anything as joe Burrow. um andy was a decent quarterback a backup at his best but andy was what we had in cincinnati you know you can look back and try to flip times but um it is what it is joe Burrow, he, he's a winner like you know, he showed it in college he can make every throw on the field um and he have that killer instinct um some of these guys that that's playing that position Ninety percent of them that are the greats, you know, the Tom Brady's, um, the Aaron Rodgers. Um, um, you go, you can keep going down, down the list. Um, those guys are very humble, but when they get time to go, um, it's a lot of fire in those guys. And um, it wasn't the same fire, Andy. You know what I mean? You could tell the fire in Joe is way different than the fire that Andy had. You know what Andy's I mean?
1: Andy's was more from from the ginger hair. They say it's a fire. It's a certain kind of fire but it's yeah. not the fire that works on the football field. Do you wish that you could come out of a retirement and play with Joe Burrow, play with these Bengals? Uh, hell yeah, to get a win. I'm in there, baby. I John, what
5: are the rules? Can he do it? Oh. Is there time? <laughs> can, we, can we arrange this? It, it's Wednesday night at 8, and Pac-Man is clearly working out. He looks like he's going, yeah. back, to, he's going back to play. I like I'm, not even, I'm not Freaking even joking. Out. He looks ready. Look, Trent Taylor's been maybe, good, but Maybe we could Samuel use... wants
2: to get in too. You want to get on the Bengals? You could.
4: You guys both kind of hop in on the Bengals. I mean, you. I'll go put a black and silver uh, uniform on. I don't know about an orange yeah. and black one.
0: Well, I'll, <laughs> yeah. I just I I'll follow you around the whole game and guard <laughs> you then.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
0: no. So look, so
1: guys, uh, we we have here a I don't know if you know we have a professor on yeah. the show, Doctor Hoji Doctor And uh, he is an expert in all sorts of occult sciences. And so he's going to use that to tell us a little bit more about this game.
2: Well, uh, yeah, uh, real quickly. I mean, I'm very lucky to live in Malibu where by the bridge, by the ocean, there's an oracle. He's a man named Harry. And he he observes the waves. And what he has told me is that this is the year when the curse ends for the Cincinnati Bengals. This team has not won a, a playoff game for a long time. And in fact, the curse began, it seems, the when the Bengals played the uh the Raiders back in the 90s 1991 lost to the Raiders, but hurt Bo Jackson in the process. I don't know if you know that was Bo Jackson's last was, game. And yeah. I apologize by the way to yes. for to, to you guys for that. No one I hate when players get hurt, especially someone as really as generationally talented as Bo Jackson. But this is the year, and we've been watching the curse slowly drift from the Bengals to the Raiders. They've had a year, a cursed year, an accursed year and with the metaphysical patterns that we have been seeing with the Bengals, beginning with John Gruden and a bunch of other things. But don't worry, guys, because what Harry tells me is that next year, you're going to pass the curse on to someone else, and it'll be your year next year. And I hope you will, please, pass it on to the Pittsburgh Steelers for
1: me. <laughs> right. Right. So, okay. Well, mister Pacman Jones, I want to get your prediction for the game, what the final score will be, and who the player of the game will be.
0: Um, if I had to predict, I would say the final score would be 28-21 Bengals. Um, player of the game is going to be tj i like it Ah, uh-huh. that is yeah it was Mazzardo would be the player of the game
5: i love that's that. where i thought you were going with that yeah yeah yeah
1: that is a good one that is that is interesting yeah
0: but i if mean you go and there's a lot of reasons you know you go back and look at the family he was open on a lot of plays with the double i ain't gonna get in all that but yeah i think tj would be
1: yeah Stanford is writing all this down and he's selling it whoever the Raiders coaches this week. I don't know who they have this week, but they've, they've, whoever it is, he's selling this information because honestly, is, the coaching staff is learning on the fly. So look, Mr. Dennis Ackerman, your prediction, please, sir.
3: Well, I'll say one thing. Maybe we could send the curse to the Kansas city chiefs instead of the Pittsburgh Steelers. If that'd be all right. I'd like to send it that way because they've been dominant. Yeah, they need
2: to have some adversity, too, really. They need to know what it tastes like.
3: Okay. And then I was at that game, by the way, that uh, Bo Jackson got hurt. He was running down the right sideline. It probably would have been called a horse-collar tackle today, but uh, uh, I was at that game in 1991 at the L.A. Coliseum when the Raiders were based in L.A. So, um, you know what? I have picked the Raiders the last four weeks. A lot of people thought I was crazy, especially when they were playing the Colts or and, and the Chargers. I just thought there was a way. John Madden karma. Uh, I... <laughs> It's a tough one because the Raiders, in a short week, uh, going to Cincinnati. I wonder if they're emotionally exhausted uh, after these last four weeks because they've basically been playing playoff games uh, these last four weeks. But I'm going to go with the Raiders. I'm going to ride it. I don't know how they're going to do it, but somehow they're going to slow down Joe Burrow. I don't know how. Uh, the Raiders are going to win a slugfest uh, 21-20. Okay, player of the game, sir. Uh, Josh Jacobs. The Raiders running back. He's been playing very well. He's averaging almost 100 yards these last four games, and uh, the Raiders are running it well, and they're going to have to. And that kind of weather, as Pac-Man said, it's going to be ugly. It's going to be nasty. you got to be able to run the ball, and the Raiders will do it. There's no circus circus in Cincinnati,
1: so (laughs) sorry. I don't know what they're going to do. They're going to, yeah. But, uh, okay, Mr. Stanford.
4: Oh, man. Uh, I would probably have to go with, I would say, 27-24. Raiders over the Bengals. Uh, player of the game, I'd probably have to go with uh, with Josh Jacobs as well. Uh, Pac-Man said it's not going to be uh, great weather. It's going to be inclement, uh, going to be rainy, a lot of precipitation, and it's going to be cold. So you're definitely going to have to uh, uh, be on the ground a lot more than in the air. So I'll go with Josh Jacobs, the player of the game.
5: Okay. John. Oh, man. For the last few weeks, I've picked against the Bengals to a lot of people's dismay and distaste. And every single time they've proven me wrong. And just to put the pressure on Daddy, who's probably going to be picking last, I'm going to say the Raiders win this one. The, the Raiders have done a great job of stopping the run recently. And the Bengals have not done a great job of stopping the run themselves. And they got Josh Jacobs now. I want to see it to believe it. And you can send this to Bengals players, Pac-Man, just, just, just to get them some motivation for the game. I'm going to say 23-21, Raiders. Good job, John.
3: Good job. Good
5: job. I mean,
2: that is, I mean, the YouTube comments are going to be on fire against
3: poor John. (laughs)
1: Well, this is why we are fair and balanced. It's a fair and balanced show, Mr. Adam Jones. We, we, we try to, we are very objective commentators about the Bengals, but uh, Hoji, please. 45-3 Bengals. I like,
2: and, uh, <laughs> I like it, and I think I think did you, I think the momentum, the passion of this hungry hungry team is going to show early on. I think the player of the game is yeah. going to be Joe Mixon. He's gonna he, he's gonna
1: he's going to be relentless. Well, I will say this for my prediction, and I hope again fair and balanced. You look at the history of the Bengals in the playoffs. last three decades. You look at how hot the Raiders are, and unfortunately, I have to say, I do think the Bengals will be overwhelmed in this game. They're just going to be overwhelmed. And it pains me to say it. I know a lot of people are going to not be happy to hear that, but they are. They're going to be overwhelmed. And the final score will be 38-17 to Cincinnati. How is that overwhelmed?
0: They're going to be overwhelmed
1: with relief from from finally breaking the playoff curse oh,
0: man
1: yeah I love it I like the fact that daddy was like a mad uh,
2: mad libs like in human form he's like that that he's, he's a comic
1: book
5: in human form thank well, he's you played out at this point he's done the same shtick for like six weeks now and you fought
1: for it every time look every I, time I don't know how you every do it time. Mr. Pac-Man Jones Mr. Pac-Man Jones you are a very generous and kind soul you have many children you have supported many children and as you can probably tell, Hoji and I are short enough to be your children. Can and so I that be your you. That is child? why we are asking you, that is why you're asking you yes, you and your, your friends and all the people who like Stanford, who've made tens of millions of dollars, and now they're sitting there like, what do I do? Do I start a podcast? I have too much time. I have too much money. We are asking people like you to throw away your money and throw it at this show. Patreon.com slash
0: DHSports. But you can also... I'll be 90% and i would be on here with you guys every day. How about that? You
2: come here. Pac- uh, Pac-Man, if you join our show, we will be so grateful. Just come join our show. Be on our show. Yeah.
0: I think you'll
1: love it. I think Don't you'll tell love Solomon. It. All right. But you, look, you can also go to Bengals Picks. The link is in the description. Bengals Picks. Uh, did you know about this, Mr. Jones, that you go to Bengals Picks, and it's free to play. You just register. You use the link in the description. Any other link that'll hack your computer, it'll it'll destroy your life. You but must you join use that through link. This very... That link, and you can you can win free tickets to Bengals games, and you can get yeah. signed merch. You can get uh, yeah. stuff from. Merch. I'm sure like Joe Mixon and other great players. All you have to do is register and play. You just pick a stuff like how many touchdowns will this guy get? How many receiving yards? All that kind of a stuff. You play Bengals picks, and I want to thank the people that have signed up. We have about, you know, 60 people have signed up so far. And we have a new Patreon, which is Rick S, $20 a month. Oh, yeah. So I want to thank him. The and S, S stands to, for stand-up guy. A stand-up guy. And I want to thank the very electric and oh, yeah. adorable and loving, great Mr. Pat- Pac-Man Jones and the oh, yeah. Stanford Routes, and Thanks. the gentleman, Dennis Ackerman, for being on the show. Yes. And, of course, Mr. as always. Yes. Mr.
2: Jones, you can tell us fairy tales anytime. We love you. Come on the show. You're the best. Thank you, Stanford. You're a man. Dennis, thank you.
1: <laughs> and, of course.
4: Appreciate you guys.
1: Of course, as always. Dr. Hoji, Director Gismoji And oh yeah, John Dean Martin, Bing Crosby, Sheeran. I'm Daddy McDoug. We will see you next time. So long, sweetie. Hi.